0: Welcome everyone to the newest edition of the Turned Podcast on what has been a very disappointing night in Tala. We have a few replacements today, coming into the show is Donald Hanks and Tom O'Connor. How's things Tom, how are you?
1: Long time no see mate.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's good to get you back on the show and have someone that has a bit of knowledge and talks a bit of sense for a change. Is
1: there someone else coming on then on top of me? <laughs> I'm always, I'm I,
0: know. I know, no, no, no. Very knowledgeable man. Um look, it's been it's been an extremely disappointing result, I think. It started off with the sort of team news coming in. There was a bit of a shock, Donald. How, what'd you make of that? I think. Your reaction in the in this private chat said it all really yeah cuz I,
2: I saw it and then the message i sent was just that the, the team sheet the team sheet said okay. um just uh, i couldn't i couldn't get my head around it at all um i spent about 20 minutes trying to figure out who was going to be playing in what position and i think i think i'd seen the team when i'd seen the bench so didn't realize that there was like the Hoover was on the bench, McMillan was on the bench, Bradley was on the bench, and um, so that was the start of like you started the night, and you were trying to figure out like what was the. We could go on and on and on and on and on, and we probably will go on for a little bit about what we thought thinking was behind, um, behind picking that team, but, um, I think what we can agree on is that whatever the decision making was, the outcome me- is that Friday night against Shells is an absolutely must win. It was like, so we said, the, Dave Mackie said before the game, we're making the most of the squad. Seven Three games in seven days is pretty tough. Um, so they're making the changes based around fitness and whatever else. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a, I understand it in a way, but it still feels like a cheap loss of two points not actually properly having a goal at rovers tonight but i think tom myself talking about this before we started they almost pulled it off like they frustrated rovers they could have snuck a goal in the first half danny kelly had two chances and we were only really undone by an excellent through ball by uh your man so Look, yeah, like you said, disappointing night. So um, the whiskey's back. <laughs> whiskey's nearly all gone, i The whiskey's never gone, really, to be honest. But it's on display, tonight, I will say,
0: <laughs> yeah, at least you don't have to hide it tonight. And um, Tom, <laughs> obviously, the team news came out. Why'd you make it out first, and then obviously a little bit into the match as well?
1: Yeah, look, I suppose like Don said, look, when when the team sheet originally came out. There was a couple of, of options that could have been available. Look it started, we know it started as a, as a back four with, with um Sam Bone sitting in front of the back four. But when I looked at the team sheet originally, I thought, right, well, there's the option then that you're gonna have three central defenders and Darrell Leahy and Lewis McKay playing as wing backs because you didn't have a, you know natural width in the midfield that was in front of them. So that, that was kind of my that was my original thought. And then looked at it. Obviously, Sam Bowen stepped into the midfield and was another shield alongside Paul Doyle, kind of the at the base of the midfield or whatever way you want to say it. They were nearly screening an extra, a low block or whatever you want. You know, at the end of the day, like don't like you said, probably never laid a glove on Rovers and came within an excellent enjoy through Gollum. I and that pass, you could watch it. I know you. Obviously, we don't want to watch it over and over again, but you could watch it over and over again. I mean, that was, you know, to be undone by a grip, by a bit, a bit of magic. Look, it's hard to take at the end of the day. But, I mean, that's what Dundalk came within that pass of taking a result. And, I mean, you go Shellburner not in great shape, obviously, after beaten tonight. So, I mean, if you take three points at home to Shells, you take three points, obviously, from the Sligo game. You take a point from tonight, you've won seven out of nine, and you're unbeaten up the three games in seven days. I mean, that's all it came down to. Dickie Kelly's header off the crossbar after four minutes. That goes in, and all of a sudden you have a lead to defend. I mean, that there, the, the the near misses and look, it's easy to say that now that you know what could have been. We can all say what could have been. There's, you know, we all know the different scenes if somebody had something and all that kind of crack. But that's how close it came. And if you get a result on Friday night, then you know six points from nine and very narrow defeat to a Rovers team who are on, in a different phase of their. Existence, so to speak, like we've spoken about this being in rebuilding phase and all that. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's the league of Ireland. Most teams have players on one-year contracts, so we can get down to rebuilding phase. But we have to start turning draws into wins. Friday night, obviously, like a rover's while it was two-one, they were dispatched fairly handily. Like that was a, I wouldn't say a fluke of a goal at the end, like. Fair enough, it was a work it was from a throw-in. That was the first goal, since don't earlier on, like that's the first goal Dundalk have conceded from play since the Bows game second game of the season. So, I mean, in terms of defensive solidity, while obviously, like I said, we had Sam Bone and Paul Doyle playing in there as an extra, extra bodies in front of the, of the, the back four, overall Dundalk have actually been defensively quite know quite solid. Take those, take the opening two games where I mean conceded four and two games. Beyond that, there's been nothing coming through. So going forward, there's a good platform there. It's now a matter of moving that forward and moving into the midfield, getting a little bit more creativity and supplying the legend that is Pat Hohen with even more chance of many scoring, you know, we saw saw how how well he played on Friday night. And I suppose look I was disappointed to see that he didn't start tonight. But You know, he scores a hat trick on Friday night and it's paid off, but see what happens.
0: Yeah, it's just um, when I seen that Huben wasn't starting, I just thought it was a bit odd that McMillan just didn't go straight in there. Like, he hasn't been playing. Do you know, like, if he is resting players for Friday night, then you think it'd be an ideal scenario for the likes of Dave McMillan to go in there, but. I I just didn't get to thinking of it. The only the only logical thing I can get my head around is that not that he sort of wrote off the game, but you know, he had one mind on the on Friday night. But then like even the setup just seemed wrong. We we did we didn't have any pace at the centre of, of defence. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna play Garland maybe maybe get the extra extra man in there, like bone dropping into the middle and just play the play the three boys in front of them and let the, let the wing backs create an attack down the sides. Like, in, I think maybe you tried to stifle it in midfield a little bit with with uh, Bone picking up, but it obviously it obviously hasn't worked. And I think we conceded possession too easily. Um, like unforced errors probably would have been at a at a high high tonight. The amount of times we've just given them giving the ball away was was criminal, but um. I suppose it's it's just one of them games you probably like you said, it's fine margins. Like if you look even Bohemians probably probably were getting rid of Keat Long after Friday night and then the beat the beat the Arch rivals tonight and go up into they went up to into fourth, I think, after the match before before the games were played tonight. So it's just it's a bit of a crazy league. I think we were sitting of we were sitting in third and I think it was Shells three points behind us maybe. But before, before today's game, so look, there's there's nothing really in somebody in in somebody's matches, and it, it sort of reflects that for the league table.
2: Yeah, I just like we can go through the game a little bit if if we actually if we want. <laughs> but yeah. um, what I thought was like so changing the the players, like changing the starting eleven, is one thing, but they they played rovers earlier in the season and played a different system i played a different style that night like they had uh martin and Huben up top that night and they were really really hassling rovers three center backs and they were pressing them really high up the pitch and it, it, we were like we should have won that match that night but we were like the better team for a good 60 minutes of that game and then to give I guess to give the onus back to rovers tonight seemed a bit strange to to only have Kelly up there and to not have two people hassling and trying to like disrupt passing movements and stuff like that. So that would be the one thing I feel like I don't understand what the I don't know what the thinking was tonight. I'm sure there is a reason. Um, but changing the personnel is fine. I just I there was the system bit that I didn't really understand. Um but like I I don't like Tom. We were talking about this obviously before as well, but like, so what I had assumed was the idea, like at the start of the season and especially like after the first round of fixtures, was like you beat Shelburne, you beat Sligo, you beat Dromahdi, you beat Finnharps, you beat the teams that you feel like you're definitely better than. But it, it, how upsetting or how annoying is it to think that? Rovers played our reserves tonight, and just barely squeaked by. Like, I know it it comes down to Friday night. If we win Friday night, then it's like six from nine. But how annoyed or how frustrated should people be with that tonight?
0: He's just blind.
2: I think. Yeah. Just ignore me. Yeah. 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 Um, Hold on. I get an answer from him. No, go on ahead, Steph. You can answer it. Steph.
0: Yeah.
1: Sorry, my wife is getting died. Dy- I'm in the out. Sorry, right. if you want to go back in that, don't like, miss the last bit of it. Oh no, it was only just about whether like,
2: um, whether how how annoyed people should be, or how like how people should take the idea of maybe just kind of throwing that game away, like just saying like whatever happens tonight happens tonight. Like he obviously thinks that team's good enough to get a result against Rovers, but it's still not. It's still not starting eleven. Like we know, that's not as strong as eleven. So people seem to be having a, or like saying, you know, he has to take responsibility for this. Donald has to take responsibility for this. I, I, it's, I'm finding it a bit hard to gauge like how annoyed people should be about it. I,
1: I, I personally wouldn't be overly annoyed because, like I say, it was a, a moment of brilliance that separated. Three points from one point. If you, if you come away and you say, listen, if we end with, six, with seven points from nine at the end of the week instead of six points from nine, yeah, great. As, as it stands, six points is still there. The potential for six points is still there. If if we looked at, at the start of the season, we're starting now to try and turn draws into wins. Well, I mean, if he can come away with two wins from three, for me, that's better than coming away with three draws. So the, the first couple of games of the season, he took a while to find his tactics. You know, he, he was playing with not playing with tactics, but trying to find out his best 11. And, and I think, right, fair enough, Andy Boyle didn't start tonight and Brian Gartland started. But with Brian's suspension now coming in, he's going to go back to a, a central defensive partnership of, of Connolly and Boyle, which I thought was working very well because they, they, they complement each other very well. Um, a lot of traits that the, Brian Garland would have, a lot of the leadership qualities Mark Conley brings. And with Andy Boyle, obviously, lucky he's been there for years. He, he he had a great reputation before he left. And when he came back, look, he's not the same. There are no players the same when they come back, but he still has that quality. He's still one of the best center halves in the league. So, I mean, that you see then Lewis McCary, who played... He's much more solid at right back. We've seen over a couple of games that he isn't. He's more of a natural right back. You see then Daryl Lee coming back. He's a natural left back. And look, Steph, you know about this better than I do. But I mean, having a sense of of balance to the team, we have a natural left back, a natural right back, through central defensive. Two, you know, a central defensive partnership that's starting to form. I mean, look, you see, you see Rovers, once they got uh, Lee Grace, Pico López in that team, there's a strength there. There's and and the midfield and and, and forwards can build on that assurance, you know, and on, from the defence. So once he's that, he has that back four settled now. So moving forward, and I I no I'm repeating myself and all that, but at least you're turning draws now. Are you looking to turn draws into wins? So I mean, the first half of the season, we're now we've got now gone th- just over a third the way through the season. Last uh, Sligo game, the ninth game of the season, was your you know one third mark. So I mean, if you go if you go through every third and only take one defeat and in the first third Dundalk had one defeat a lot of draws if you can go the next third pick up more points I don't really mind if they lose an extra game or two but pick up more points and by the third by the third intersection of the season you're starting to really see where the team is coming from well then look like let next season be a season that Dundalk are looking to push for the title. I don't think this season we can, you know, we can be as hopeful as we like. But this season, it, it's a it's a straight fight I see between Rovers and Derry for the title. And I think Dundalk, if if Dundalk have a good cup run and if they push third, fourth position, for me that's a successful season. Then if you have the end of next season, sorry, the end of this season, where you're pushing for those wins and then you start the, you carry that momentum into next season and push your title forward from there. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it, it's I, I. Sorry, Steph. I'm, it's just like this is where the um. So I could get. I just throw Frank's comment there about how it frustrating it feels tonight. But I guess it's trying to think of like bigger picture stuff as well. But also knowing that the last time I think we made a good few changes was the shells away game, and we didn't pick up the three points that night either. So regardless of who we're playing against, that's two games where they've made big changes and gotten one point from them. So I don't know. He obviously, he knows the squad better than we do, so he knows who needs the rest and who doesn't need the rest and all that kind of stuff. But um, I, try, I totally get, like, the, is a, it's a building process. And I guess over the course of the season, we'll probably just forget tonight because it wasn't that bad. It's It stings a bit now because we saw the team and everything. But I I wouldn't imagine that those three points are gonna come back to haunt us do you know what i mean like we're not gonna look back on the night we didn't beat rovers as a reason we didn't finish wherever we finished but um yeah it's just like you're saying like not really laying a glove on them Um, yeah i'm still just kind of i'm i'm trying to stick with positive i'm trying to stick with the positive of the whole the whole process and the whole season so far but it's just a little bit frustrating what happened tonight i'm sorry i I, I I think
0: no no just I think probably if Rovers come in and steamroll us and beat us three nil, then we go, Yeah, look, we played a week inside and that. But the fact that they beat us one nil and it was it was a moment of moment of brilliance by uh our jack in the middle that uh put Danny Danny through They just heard it on the commentary about seven hundred times. Um <laughs> But but it was a like so it was like nip and tuck we get we hit the crossbar they hit the crossbar, um like so if we if we're blown away then you go yeah look it's a it's a throwaway game but then on the other side of that they beat us one nil and we're like if we had played a stronger team if we had a got at them uh, we we would have got something out of the game but just come back to what something Tom said like to turn the draws into wins like if we had of. Beat sligo Friday night drawn tonight and then drawn against shells you, you've you've picked up five points there but if you, if you you win on Friday night you've lost you've lost tonight, and then you beat shells there's your six points which is which is better I know it, it, it's a bit of a stinger that it's against rovers that it's up there and we all know the history of the X players and uh, just as fans you never just sort of go into a game settling for settling for a draw or, or like hoping you don't lose like you know it's i i i totally get what you mean donald and just looking at the bigger picture and um, i think stephen's still probably trying to figure out do you know can i rely on this player if i put him in when we need him can i rely on him and um, you know coming down the line where we actually we need to pick up three points here we need to go away to slide go and pick up a point or be dogged and he's probably still trying to figure out his players you can you can train train all day every day but when it comes to matches and you know so some of the some of the better players that i played with like you'd be looking at them in training going you know how does this fella turn up on a friday night and be the best player on the pitch and and sometimes it's just like that you know you can just you can put people turn up but Turn up for matches and, and other people that are amazing and training and just you know flatter to deceive at times. So I'd say he's just figuring all that out. He probably he'll probably have a like a thing in his head where you know he can go to somebody like Sam Boone filling in the middle there. Like he's probably you know taking a bit of a chance and and put him in there to see what see what he's all about in the middle as well in this side and look, it I just didn't walk out and. Maybe systems and personnel and everything else just compiled together. Who we were playing against up there on a on a Monday night as well. So, um, it's just uh, it was it was a bit odd just the the selection of, of some of the players and then systems as well. So when you, when you had players like like the likes of John Martin, maybe just bring him back in. I'm sure he's hungry to get minutes as well. And anytime he's he's played, he's he's done he's done reasonably well in my eyes. Like. But um it just makes makes Friday night against against Shells just that bit bigger and you know if, if we can pick up the three points again and everything's everything's back there, you know back on track. Yeah. You know, and we and and we'll forget about this game pretty quickly, I think.
2: I the one thing that I would like to uh, retain in my head from this game um was Brian Gartland bursting into midfield and uh putting uh, an ex-player of ours who can't touch his back uh, with his arms, putting him on his arse for uh it looked like he was gonna pull out of a 50-50 and yeah anyway. <laughs> it was
0: a, a bit of a Joel it was a bit of a Joel matter run for Gar- for Garland, <laughs> <Yeah>. was it? <laughs> yeah. Um, slalom and Triflaud
2: <laughs> Tom, did you think anybody tonight say of anybody that came into the team I guess that anybody would come out with like uh, better than like a B grade uh, on the report card tonight
1: like did anybody really stand out I guess is what I'm saying well look I suppose maybe because it's my original position or what I was kind of trying lock out for the keepers and look we were we were blessed for the last umpteen years of Gary Rogers in goals and you know every year you kind of realise there's a big save in him every single game whether you know and look I he, he always had a big save Dundalk went on to win three or four nil, and everyone would forget about it and you'd forget that at nil all then la, you know like then last season when you know we had maybe a different story in goals I never reached the level so I'm not going to tear into anybody's professional career but I think this year it's great to see Look, Nathan Shepard he's, he's going to turn into by the looks of things like he's he, he's played very very well He's very quick off his line. He's playing, you know, he's very comfortable with the ball at his feet. He's a good shot stopper and a, a seat.
2: He's a shot stopper and he's also an internet cutter offer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just while we wait for um Tom's Tom to return, Steph, what did you did you think anybody stood out tonight that was that would give him a bit of a not a selection headache, but just give him another option then for uh, the next couple of weeks. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, look,
0: look. I think... Uh, I, I, has Tom come back? He's back, yeah. So, look, can we move on? <laughs> Tom, you're in the middle of telling us how uh, Nathan Shepherd
2: is a, a great shot stopper and can turn off your internet while you're in the middle of talking about him.
0: He's gone again. Um Yeah, he's a, he's uh I think that Danny O'Connell's Wi fi I'm
1: on Chicago Wi Fi guys, sorry, I'm robbing it off of Dean. Um money <laughs> <border laughs> and Cap and things like we, we can't afford to pay for the Wi Fi, so we're sharing it the two of us, but uh <laughs> I like get unlucky <laughs> I'm looking for a refund from the cabin man because uh, I don't think I'm getting my money's worth tonight on the Wi-Fi. But look, I'll talk to Pingu later on about that.
0: Um, you have some hope. <laughs> sorry, no. I yeah, you're talking. about the cabin man. Uh, all right, <laughs> there's a good rival, good rivalry there. Um, no, you were just you were just talking about uh, how Shepard's a good shot stopper and qu- he's quick off his line and. We- We've seen that a couple of times even tonight, really. So,
1: Yeah, and, and look, even the last, like, I don't know about you guys, but Oriel Park on Friday night, it was quite comfortable, even though Dundalk were only winning 2-0. It was quite comfortable up until the last couple of minutes. And when Matt has scored, then you're kind of going, this would be an absolute shame if Dundalk were to drop two points from a position whereby Sligo rarely threatened. So when they got the goal, they started lumping balls into Shepherd for... For you know, for a keeper who's not he's not massive in stature, but he came flying out and caught two balls very, very commanding. And again, going back to what we said about the, you know, having a commanding central defender, having a solid back four that you can rely on, that builds a platform for the players going forward. So I mean, if you've a if you've a keeper in the last minute of a game who look, I mean, he was under scrutiny for the first couple of games, and even the, the Shelburne game that you referenced earlier on I and mean, that penalty that he conceded there was people getting on his back about that look again i never got to that level as a as a as a keeper so i'm not going to criticizing anybody for coming out and you, you'd have to be able, you know nearly where he was standing was it a decision where he had to come out and try and clean him out anyway you know was it a risk he had to take but there was question marks after him especially because he conceded four goals in his opening two games none of his fault but i mean that lends question, people to ask questions. Whereas now, I think look, people can see fairly clear that he's quite, you know, he's a very, very confident keeper. We don't have to worry about that for the rest of this year. Look, hopefully, you know, he'll be there for a long number of seasons to come. So, look, in terms of tonight's performance, I take a massive positive from the fact that the starting to really come into his own in the game. Obviously, Mark Connolly, like I say, has, has been very, very commanding. He's only on loan from Dundee United till the middle.
0: Till the mid, till the middle of July, and um, I think I think I think he'll stay. He's a he's a native of uh and and Monaghan, so uh, I wonder what his wi is like at home. Yeah, um, I just um,
2: want to just want to throw up this comment from an Andrew Gallagher, Uh long time listener, first time poster. Good man, good man. Jeep, anyway, sorry. He
0: got he got, he got a Land of Penguins Jeep as well. His <laughs> Wi-Fi energy is going missing there. Um, yeah, look, I think we were a bit worried about Shepherd after the first couple of games. We were sort of saying about his presence and did he have the stature of a keeper. And I think even just being up at the Malone Cup game and he started a bit shaky, dropped one or two. But ever since that, he's sort of, he's grown in stature. And look, I think it's it's evident from... Even what you said earlier, Tom, about the, like conceding from open play, like he he conceded one penalty and and what like uh, basically about two months, I think it was something like something along those lines up until the the math ahead or so. Um, yeah, look, I think if anything, he's come out of, out of it well. I think some stuff that you can't you don't see on the TV screens if you if you're up at the game is is Conley's leadership how. You know he barks orders and even I just brought it up. Well, it was Saturday morning when I brought it up, but um, on Friday night, Macari made this recovery run and he just nipped in in front of I think it might have been Fitzgerald, and it was basically a, a tackle saving goal. And like Conley was celebrating with him, like like he'd scored a goal nearly. And just as a young lad coming into into a senior team like that, and one of the senior pros would be. I'm sure he looks up to him like he like to get that'd be a real confidence booster. And Macari's Macari's grown from strength to strength at Rifle. I think he's been so solid there. So I've been I've been really impressed with him. So uh, as well. But look, it's it's one of those nights where I think it's I think we're just gonna have to write it off, I'm afraid. Yeah.
2: I I don't think unless there's anything we really want to call it, I think um I'm gonna finish the rest of this whiskey and just Pretend that night never happened. Um I think we can go on to like we can do like a quick little throw out, throw forward to um to Friday night. We're we're gonna assume that there'll be a lot of changes in the starting eleven. Um do we know anything about the injuries? Do we know anything about Benson's injury? Do we know anything about Williams' injury as uh I was away
0: for a couple of days, so I missed a lot. So I don't know whether there is any updates on those. It's a bad, bad research from you, Donald. Um <laughs> No, I, I was, I was hoping Tom would have some inside info there for us. That's probably why he's uh, just left. Yeah, he's just left again. You knew this question was coming up. He's it failed <laughs> Um No, actually, I actually haven't heard any. I haven't heard any news coming out about it. So. You'd you'd hope to you'd hope that the two boys would come back sooner than sooner than later, but um there we go, Benson there for four weeks, that'd be a massive miss. Some of the games coming up like um he he's the one that really uh kept us rolling in the middle and kept us progressive. Even some of the runs he makes are so clever and his link up play is just I think we've mentioned it so many times before, but his football and IQ is Is right up the top in in the in regards to the league, the rest of the league. So, um, for him to be out for four weeks, it'd be it'd be pretty, pretty tough, yeah, to take. So look, I think he'll have to. I I don't know. I think basically, I think the back five picks itself. Um, a reverse back. The boy going in instead of Garland. I think he is he suspended straight away. Who knows?
2: He might be suspended next season. The way these things work, they might just forget. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, Williams in the cast as well. Jeez. Yeah, no, that these didn't these... Sound,
2: that didn't sound great. Like, I um, think
0: no, he's in Tom the cast. Mike,
2: Tom, you did you see Williams in the cast? Yeah, or in a or something um... last week.
1: I was coming out of. I was doing interviews at post match last week, um, and he was coming out on. Uh, he was coming out on crutches with a, a strap and his ankle. Now look, from there, you know, we, on Friday night, what an hour after the game, you never know whether it's precautionary or or what. Um, Stephen O'Donnell, in the we were in a, a huddle for the the media afterwards, and he did say, "Listen, he felt he rolled his ankle." Now look, you know, how bad can you roll your ankle? Nobody knows till. The swelling settles down, and you see it the next day, which would have been only obviously what Saturday. If that's even if the if the swelling had settled down in time, so it, the scan mightn't have even been done yet. I I don't know, but I do know that he left, you know, with it with it bandaged, on crutches, and the fact that O'Donnell had said, look, he had rolled his ankle. So who who knows how long that's going to be? And with an ankle injury, look, you're just hoping that the, it is only a roll and it's only a wee bit of bruising. Rather than look, if it's ligaments, obviously it's 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 more. It's more long term. Yeah. But you would hope not. Like he's done well. I, I I think he settled well into the team so far. I don't know what you guys think. Like, but the three the three lads looked, three Welsh guys look. Like I've I, you know, I spoke about Shepard there. Um I thought he he was you know, he he's grown into every single game. I mean, look, I think the James Rogers put up a stat there a couple of this was his tenth senior game, you know, as an adult professional. I mean, you kind of forget these guys are playing under 23 and Brentford B football and that kind of crack. And it's not competitive. And look, competitive football is one thing. Under 23 football is a a, a totally different beast. Like you see lads, um, Steph, you referenced there how you think is is really improving every single game. Look, I have to agree with you. Do you know if you, Putting him down. I know John Mountley came in. He got the number two jersey, and he's looking at the right back slot being his own. But I mean, he's going to have to work for that. I mean, we know he's a lot of credit in the bank when he left here, but he left here as a right winger. He left here as a right midfielder. He didn't leave here as a right back. I mean, McCarry, as far as I'm aware, now I'm open to correction this, but I think McCarry was captain of Stoke City under 23s. I mean, that's a different beast. He's, he's he's a long way from being captain. There's a lot more leaders in that team now ahead of him at senior adult level. And look. He is getting there. Four or five years' time, if he's still at the club, could he be a contender from captaincy? Then possibly, but at the minute, he'd be a long way off the likes of Hoop and the likes of Mark hanney You spoke about before the likes of Brian Gartland. These guys are all at a different level at the minute in terms of leadership. Robbie Benson, obviously, as well. You know, these guys have experience in the the Premier Division, and that's what you need for for captaincy. Like so, that's you know, it, it, it's good to see, like you said, the likes of McCarry coming on, but. If he's if, if he's going to take a leadership role, it will be a nice wee bit down the line.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think just on Williams, like I've I've been very impressed with Williams. Any time I've seen him playing, he he's busy and you know he'll stick his foot in. He moves the ball quickly. He's a he's a good range of passing and you know everything about him. Sort of there's a bit of class about him. You know he's played at a decent level. I know he's. He's he's made a couple of appearance for the Swansea first team, and that, so look, it tells you the sort of the sort of pedigree he has, and you know we pr- we we'll probably do well to to keep hold of him in July. Like, hopefully they'll just let him play at the season with us. But um, yeah, look, some of the other, like you still have to remember, they're still young lads trying to you're li- you're literally learning game by game. You know they're trying to find themselves and you're coming up against men against seasoned pros and like if you take that rovers roverside for example, like how many of them have been in, a, in and in around international sides like so that's that's the sort of level you're you're coming up against. But I think some of them have acquitted themselves really well and you know you know like if keep keep going back to the same thing that, you know, this is a growing team and we're gonna we're gonna keep improving. We're gonna have little bumps in the road and it's gonna probably be a bit of a roller coaster season as it goes. So maybe not just get too carried away if we pick up a couple of wins, and then don't get too downhearted if 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 we do get beaten like tonight.
2: Yeah. Uh, so next up on the roller coaster is Friday night in Oriel. Um, we we gave two points away against Shells in Talca Park. So are we gonna assume? It's three points Friday night.
1: <laughs> I think it's dangerous to assume anything in this league. But, <laughs> um, I, 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 look, I, I think if you don't win it, if you don't win on Friday night and you look at shells, shells are not in a good run of form at home. Like, geez, it, it, it sounds strange, but I'd be more confident picking up points off the Talca Park. They've only picked up a point all season at Talca. Like when they were beating Wells again tonight, they've picked up, I think I was doing a match preview for the for tonight's game, uh, for tonight's Shells Bowes game. And of their, both Shells and Bowes were tied on 12 points before tonight. Shells had picked up 11 of those 12 points on the road, whereas Bowes had picked up 6 and 6. So, I mean, the only point that that Shells had picked up at Talca Park was against us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think they're away from, even if you look at last week. <laughs> Tunnel's finished finish that. Uh, Even if you look at that, like like Friday night, like they've, they've they've went to the Brandywell and beat them two one. Like I haven't I haven't seen any match reports or heard anything about the game, but just the result alone, like and going to some places, even heading the game park where we we struggled badly. Like they, they came away with a two 0 win there as well. So their waveform seems to be seems to be a lot better. Like you just said, like the facts of it, they're they're dangerous away from home so we need to do we need to do the business on them i think we are we are considerably better at home this season i think the crowd and everything else about it might have a lot to do with that just the home the home comfort of it but the you know it's it's a must win already like i know it's still the early doors but you know what it's, it's sort of starting to shape the season you're going to have if you're going to be involved in a in a European push, or if you're going to languish and start worrying about people behind you, you know you need to start start picking up these three points, especially at home.
1: And and look, I I don't like going back to Shepherd again, but we've stuck with Shepherd throughout the season. You look at um, shells have another young Welsh keeper, and he's gone. Like I wouldn't say he's gone, but I mean Brenton Clark has been in for the last couple of games. Brenton Clark yeah. is an experienced head. In a you know, in a, in a season where Shells are looking to consolidate, they need as much experience as possible. They've brought in there's another guy that who they would have pinned an awful lot of hopes on is only back in the team, Jack Milan. Yes. A great, great player, super um loan at wax for last <laughs> season, but again very, very young. You know, even in midfield, they're 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 lacking experience. You know, like the they brought in Brandon Clark for experience in defense, Cameron Ledwich, I know um, he was spoken about in the media, but it, uh, funny. I thought in that game, in that uh, game where we played the Metallica Park, I thought he was excellent. You're looking at the likes of Connor Kane, super player, quite young, experienced in the league, but again, you know, qu- quite young. On the on the far side, they have JR Wilson as well. He was suspended for Friday's game. Back, I think he was back in the in the the team again tonight. Again, a young player up front. They have Sean Boyd. Probably missed but a year or two years. It's definitely one year with his knee. Super player scored against us. Scored. Uh, I think he, he scored the week before, or the week after. Another super player, but again, quite young. That shells lack. I'm not saying they lack that experience, but the experienced heads are not there in the same um, numbers as the, the likes of Draw. You look at Draw, the centre back, so Dan Massey, You think he was 34 yesterday. Keith Cowan's there. Gary Deegan's there. These guys. Are, you know, draw? are nearly stable in the league at this stage, whereas the likes of Shells, like I said at the stars Shells are looking for stability. They're looking to stay and to push on next season. So, I mean, that's where they are. They're looking to consolidate their place in the league. If we can't beat them on Friday, is that where our position now looks at? If we do beat them, well, then you're saying, well, listen, we're the next level above. You're looking at, right, going fighting for that European spot. But if you can't beat a team, whose stated aim is to stay in the Premier division, then, like you say, Steph, where, you know, what, what What way are we doing things like?
0: Yeah, he sort of... Um, I had a wee look at the a bit of the second half of that Shells-Bowes game, and, you know, they did show a bit of an experience. I know you talked about J.R. Wilson. I think he's a, he's a super player. I've been impressed with him as well a couple of times I've seen him, and he, he got into that first division team of the year last season, but... He he's come off he come off the bench um maybe it was in the first half I missed it but he did come off the bench anyway um and and when when balls went four one up shells had two guilt chances to to get into it like Sean Boyd sort of didn't sort his feet out and he he slid one past the post and he was one on one with the keeper and then like you said Conor Kane he was impressive for draw the last season and he he was bombing down the left and he put in a great ball and. I can't remember who missed it. Um, it was one of the strikers. I think he might be a red-haired fella. Um, Shane Farrell, no. Who was it? Farrell, Shane Farrell, no. Shane Farrell, yeah. I think it was Shane Farrell. He did free kicks and stuff. and He he put a header over the bar. He should have should have buried it as well. And then, look, you go 4-3 and, and they're in the game till the end. So, it's fine margins in this league and everyone looks at the results saying, you know, Bowser are after Hammond shells 4-1. But, if you looked a bit at the game, it was sort of it was sort of nip and tuck, but um I think Bose cut them open like they had a little bit of class that that Shells didn't have in Portland. He's he's just hitting a patch of form now that seems to seems to be really flying at the minute, and then sort of Dawson De boy. I think everyone everyone's raving about him at the minute, and he's a he's a cool kid. I know they've got enough penalties this season already. I think. They've got it's three pens yeah. three pence in the last four games, and he and he slotted them all away. So, um, I think they'll they'll probably be looking to the likes of the void to sort of and to really, you know, push them on there, and, and hopefully they can they can be in in the mix for European places. But I think you know this this season they've they've lost a lot of players themselves. So, um, totally on a rant about bulls there, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm Lose it. yeah. Donald's trying to reel us in here. You know. Me and Tom, we'll, we'll take this offline and just keep to keep the conversation rolling. But all these post division the teams and everything. Empty. I have to go.
1: <laughs> Funny stuff you were saying there about players they had lost, and you know, a few of the the highlights from today. I thought Chris Twardek scored. Come, you know, he just showed serious amount of class and little bits and pieces. I watched in today's game. For me. He's top class. I would love to see him at Oriel Park. At some, point. It's just an out and out winger who can score goals. It's just, it's a throwback, like the way to watch him, like.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that's Torrec's one of them ones that I don't know. I'm sort of there's something that's just missing for me with him. I don't know what it is. Like I know there's a lot of people that a couple of people's actually said it to me today. Even they'd love to see him in Oriel Park and maybe Dunlop missed out on him a little bit with Stevie coming in late. I'm not too sure. But um yeah, there is a there's there is a few players, like you mentioned Moylan already. Like I think I watched the Pats game, the first opening game of the season and like he was I, I was blown away by him a little bit and I know he's sort of been in and out of the team, so um it'll be up to him to I think he had a super season at Wexford last year and the potential was there when he was wet bulls before, so it's a, it's up to him to do it in the Premier Division now, I suppose. Just just not on Friday night.
2: Yeah, we'll just get a, a couple of quick predictions before we go Bows and Rovers on Friday night what score do you think it's going
1: to be? <laughs> I'm, I'm saying a draw two all draw sit comfortably in the middle of the fence
0: I was going to say one all
2: <laughs> um, right so then what about ourselves shells on Friday night
0: what score are we going with Steph? I'm going to go 3-1 3-1 three, one. Three, one to the time to the good stuff yes. Tom what
1: are you going with 2 nil, Dundalk. dog
0: clean sheet for your mate <laughs> that's
1: what I'm looking for yeah, yeah.
0: Um, um, you, have you given us any yet no I'm just gonna
1: <laughs> i let you
2: make the decision for me <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll wait until you, you it. text me later but yeah I'll do it I'll do a 2-0 as well Um another clean sheet um Assuming everybody's back, maybe he just decides no, I'm going to put in the under twenty, whatevers, and uh maybe Steph, you get a call up and you go in. Into... I'm not not saying that if you went in and played for him, we wouldn't win, but it would be I'd be a little bit less confident just if you were there.
0: You say we're struggling, yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. old oh, Donald's ringing me. Well, do you know any rifles? No, uh, we
2: just <laughs> Sorry, got to. Our... But I threw that in there because, of course, Pengu picked 2-1. Two, two um, right. He, he, he two, hasn't
0: picked 2-1 this season, has he?
2: Not that I haven't seen it at all, no. <laughs> um, right, lads, I think we'll just leave it there. Um, it was not a night any of
0: us are going to really look back on uh, fondly. Um No, unfortunately not. It was great having you on, Tom, talking about of, of League of Ireland.
1: Apologies for the bad Wi Fi. Eventually got it sorted. And then, of course, Donald says that's the end. So, look, I suppose a substitute Wi Fi on too late to make a difference to the results.
2: Yeah, once once the Wi Fi was fixed, the drama was over. So, there's no point in staying <laughs>
1: on anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, uh, it'll be great to get you back on then later in the season. And and hopefully, we're, we're talking about challenging for Europe and and not where do we go from here. <laughs>
1: Fingers crossed. I look, hopefully, and hopefully there'll be a lot more clean sheets as well, so.
0: Yeah, no, that, yeah, no, Yeah, thanks very much for coming on, Tom. It's been a great it. channel, much of all. Steph, are you going to give us the last word then? No, I can't, not tonight. I'll have to leave it up to you as soon as you, you dump the intro on me <laughs> later. <laughs> I'll be reading off the sheets, big intros, and I'm like, wow, how's things?
2: Yeah, <laughs> so I'll leave was- it to you. Look, no one would know that you didn't have that written down in front of you. Yeah. Um, right. Look, I just say no Wi Fi, no drama. <laughs>